So you're cantering along and I'm doing air quotations as I say the word cantering here because as you go, you're realizing it's more jackhammerish than one, two, three, one, two, three. That's a rhythm problem. And that's something that has to be dealt with before you can do anything else. Hi there, my name is Orna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And I think sometimes when it comes to the basics and when it comes to really and truly getting clear on the basics and going back and doing a little bit of revision work on the basics, we can let the ball drop, eh? And that that's... It's just a fact, it is what it is. Um, I know it's maybe not the nicest thing in the world to hear, but it's true. And I want to encourage you today that when you're with your horse and, and over the coming few weeks as you're with your horse, really and truly begin just looking at the basics. So you probably know that rhythm is one of Well, it's one of the most basic of the basics, isn't it? And it is down there, it's foundational. It's down there with relaxation. I personally believe there has to be forwardness as well, but um, I think that rhythm is down there at the bottom, but yet rhythm can often be overlooked because we seem to be of the opinion, and this is where it's really important, and this is what I want to really focus on today. We tend to be of the opinion that if there is something that is repetitive, okay, with regards to the rhythm being the footfalls of our horse as we ride, well, it's golden because it's repetitive. (laughs) But that's not necessarily always the case. And very often with canter, we can lose the actual real rhythm of the canter. And instead of getting that one, two, three. And remember, the canter is a three-time beat. And I'm not getting into the whole ins and outs of why the canter is a three-time beat here. I'm assuming you know this, okay? But instead of it being that three-time beat, that one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, it just becomes like... (laughs) You either have four... Like a four time beat, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Or it's, you just cannot actually tell what's happening underneath you, but you're kind of covering the ground. You're thinking, no, no, it's golden. No, no, there's a rhythm here to this. <laughs> there's a rhythm to everything, hey? So I think it's really important to be able to get clear on the one, two, three, okay? So that's what I want to focus on today. Now, sometimes with canter, as I said, we can have the, the jackhammer. We'll talk about that just now. But often we can also get it where it's one, two, three, four. And very often we think of this and we kind of tie this into our horse becoming disunited. So this basically just means that your horse's back legs are doing kind of cantering on one um, lead and the horse's front legs are acting like they're cantering on the other lead. Okay, so there's this disunited going on. The horse changes behind, doesn't change in front and we get this one, two, three, four. And that's true, that can happen as well. But very often, what also can happen is that the horse is actually on the correct lead all the way. So his back legs are doing what they should be doing, the front legs are doing what they should be doing, but they're not working in sync. And particularly the diagonal pair in the middle are not working in sync. So as your horse canters, there is the two, the one, two, three, the two, the second beat of that rhythm or of that sequence, okay? 
And when that, that, that two, when the diagonal pair of legs that should be working at the same time, they should be in sync, they should be hitting the ground or touching the ground or tapping down, whatever you want to call it, at the same time, when they are not, you get the one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And what ends up happening is that the inside back leg that should be moving with the outside front leg, it is touching down before the outside front leg is touching down. Now, I personally think this happens a lot when riders are doing usually either one of two things or both of two things, okay? They're wanting to slow the whole show down and they're, they're really intrigued. They're like, they're into their collection, I am going to work in a frame. Well, I'm not, but my horse is. And we are going to work on the bit. And the only way I can make this happen is by just contorting everything. And it's it's kind of like this, it, it's a lot of effort. There's a lot of effort going on by the rider. And what you see is that the horse has just not been allowed to go forward, okay? It's everything is just if you want contracted compacted it's all the con words and the, and it is a con because it's actually not a true canter okay now the other thing that can often happen in this situation is there's a rider who is feeling anxious and nervous and they are literally holding on for dear life they're holding on to the front end so tight and they're digging down, they're hunkering down so much with their seat that the energy is just not able to connect through. So the energy is not able to connect through the horse's back into the front end and be recycled back. And either one of these usually causes the the lack of the one, two, three and the addition of the one, two, three, four into the canter stride for the rider. What I suggest doing in this situation is letting the horse on a bit. And the, the, and I can tell you, if you have this problem, I bet you the first thing that came into your head there was, but I can't because it won't look good. Forget about how it looks. You need to go back to the basics. You need to fix the canter. You actually need to canter before you can tidy and polish it up again, okay? So really intrigued. I think it's important in this situation to to introduce, okay, and then to continue to allow forward in your stride okay to allow the horse to move forward to allow the horse to work forward and um, if you're blocking with your seat i've got podcast episodes on all of this i'm going to link to it all you'll find everything over at the show notes for this episode which will be at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episode 1182 okay but um, I have spoken about all of this in other episodes. I don't want to get into it now. But if you're blocking, okay, and you find that you are indeed blocking with your seat, it's going to be a matter of consciously undoing that habit, allowing the energy to flow, and then continuing to ask your horse to create the energy. And again, it can very often be a case of nerves or a lack of confidence in the rider, but can also be this wanting it to all look right, okay? So I'm going to really and truly strongly suggest that you try and move away from either of those two things if you find you're in there. Now, let's move to the other end of the scale, and that's the jackhammer. That's the and the horse is cantering away, and the feet, it feels like when you're on a horse that does this, um, Gosh, it feels like you're flying. It's it, you're you're covering ground, but meanwhile you're actually going nowhere slowly, because while the horse's legs are, or can I say, the feet are moving very fast, you'll find that a horse that does this, there's actually 
very little forwardness, first of all, but there's also very little movement going on through the hips and the shoulders. They're doing what they have to do, but they're not really stretching. There's no true I don't want to use the word extension because people then think of all other sorts of things when it comes to horses, don't we? But there is no reaching into the stride. And and it's important to reach into the stride, okay? That's what forward is. That's what moving everything forward is, okay? So it's almost like, I don't want to say the horse is on the one spot either because you're not, you're still moving, but it's very restricted. And how you'll know if, you're, if this is happening is that even if there is a one, two, three, you may not have one, two, three, four. It could be a solid one, two, three, but gosh, they're close together. They're like one, two, three, 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 one, three. Holy moly, it's like it's flying. Like it is flying without actually flying. <laughs> okay. And it can feel uncomfortable. It feels, it almost feels for, for me, it feels hollow or I don't know. It just, there's not a lot of substance there. Now, I personally have found that this can be a little bit more tricky to um, to correct. And whether the habit has been formed due to a rider essentially training the horse to do that, because remember, you're always training, whether you want or not, you're always training. Um, so that can happen. But sometimes it can also just be the horse has picked up that this is an easier way to go along. And usually that's as a result of some sort of an outside influence on the horse. So it could be tack equipment, rider, as we mentioned. There's lots of different things that could influence the horse. But long and the short of it is the horse now has learned to canter in this, and I'm saying canter in the loosest of terms, but canter in this really funny way of cantering. Okay. Now, what do we have to do in that situation? Well, if this is happening, I want you to, first of all, be aware of it, okay? And understand that trying to slow the whole thing down, okay? So if you're trying to like pull it all in and slow it down to, to slow the grrr, that's not really going to help because normally what happens in that situation is it contracts even further, okay? And it, it doesn't actually get what you want to rather try and do. And I want you to think about this because this is important. You want to rather try and make each footfall very distinctive. You want to rather try and go one, two, three. One, two, three. Now, obviously, we're not going to go that slowly. <laughs> but this is just to point it out to you, okay? And what? how I suggest doing it is, first of all, identifying which beat is the outside hind leg. Okay, so which, which of the grrrrs which of the g is your horse's outside back foot hitting the ground or touching the ground, okay, being placed on the ground. That's an important um, kind of a, it's an important part to to begin with. And it's important because what you're going to do in that situation then is you're going to use your seat on the outside. So your outside seat bone, your seat to connect with that outside back leg. And you're just going to ask your horse to, to, whoa, there, stall the ball a little. We're just going to keep this here a fraction longer, okay? And again, this is where I feel rider suppleness has to come in. You know, um, so many people, they, they discount suppleness in the rider. And you cannot, you cannot move forward. You will cap the whole situation with you and your horse if you are not supple through your body, okay? So it's important here for the suppleness. And the reason I'm saying it's important is... While you're asking for the weight, W-A-I-T, with your weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, 
using your outside seat bone, your inside seat bone is still going to encourage the sweeping forward, the moving forward of the diagonal pair that make up the two. Okay, so now you have the one, you're saying hold there, stall the ball, Just we're just going to stay here a fraction longer. Two, you're going to say, yep, we're going to go with that one, there we are. And then three, I want you to be really clear that you're giving your horse space to move into with his inside front shoulder, okay? And this is where you are going to have to coordinate through your body to open and to allow slightly. And this can be an actual movement through your hand and your shoulder, I suppose from your shoulder down to your hand. And um, there's going to be an actual movement there to allow that through, okay? So you've got the one, two, three. Now, as you're doing this, you may need to use, and it's not just those aids. You know, there's always a balance of aids, hey? So you may need to use more inside leg. And your inside leg, what that's going to do is, again, keep on encouraging moving forward and also encourage the horse's inside back leg, the number two, to come forward. Come on, come up. You're there. I'm making space for you. Let's go. And not only that, that the horse doesn't begin to fall in as you then allow space for the inside front shoulder to move into, okay? There's a lot that goes on. And that's why I do feel that it may be a little bit more tricky to begin to work on this with your horse but I do think it's important because if you're flying around the arena going <laughs> you can't have any sort of positive influence over the canter because there's no rhythm you need the rhythm you need to identify it okay so once you begin to start working on this and and once you kind of in your head and I think it's important to mentally get hold of this in your head what do I need to do here one two three one two three one two three okay I know what I'm supposed to be doing okay and then kind of piece by piece working it together okay I would suggest only asking for maybe three to four strides each time so ask for the weight w-a-i-t um to the steady up there let's just we're just gonna pause here a second a fraction longer hey um but ask for that for a couple of strides and then let your horse on again and then ask and let on and the reason is because your horse will not physically feel comfortable to hold that space okay he has learned to kind of hop along if you want <laughs> And now you're asking him, whoa, whoa, hold on there now. Whoa, Tonto, we're just going to hold here. We're taking a pause. We're taking a breath, okay? And that can feel really uncomfortable. So understand that in doing this, there may be a mental discomfort for your horse, but also, I don't want to say a physical discomfort, but a physical question that's going to be asked. And that it's important that you're allowing him the time and the space to develop physically and, and mentally in order to be able to step into that and continue it on for longer. So hopefully you realize here that the, the rhythm in the canter is not just something that repeats over and over and over again. If you've got a four-time rhythm or if you've got a three-time rhythm that is just like, holy moly, it's flying, okay? We need to work on establishing 
a better three-timed rhythm, okay? And usually, as I said, with the four-time, it's down to it being too slow, not enough forwardness, okay? It needs to go on a little. Let it on a little, and then begin to tidy it up, begin to polish, begin to bring it back to where you want it, okay? Without losing the three-time rhythm. And if you're finding that you're on the jackhammer and we're flying along, you need to begin identifying where is one and asking for one to just become a fraction. And I'm saying a fraction of a second, that is so important. It, your horse is not going to go from one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, to one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's not gonna happen, okay? We, you need to be realistic with yourself here that, and ask for what is possible. And what's possible is that it's just a fraction longer for a couple of strides, literally like a handful of strides, and there you go, you let it on again, and then bring it back again and ask another question. Okay, hopefully this helps you. If you're interested in going deeper into the basics and all things basic related, this is what we're covering this month inside of Connection. I'm gonna invite you to join me there. And if you don't want to join Connection, but you do want to have a bit of a plan with regards to what to do with your horse, I'm gonna invite you to pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash 1180. There's a free download there, you can have it. And uh, it gives you a plan that you can actually work on with your horse. Um, if you're just stuck. If you're looking at an empty arena and you're thinking, oh, holy moly, what's going to happen today? Well, there you go. Now you've got that covered. Okay, I hope you have a great week. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.